is the main satellite. The main satellite. You motherfuckers hear that? The main satellite. Gummies. Well, world's best, man. Never had them. Albanese. Never heard of them. Best ever, man. But that's that's some CBD. Nah, nah. <laughs> you, about to, you about to take off? Ain't no THC in there. <laughs> nah, I got some for gummies. He about, to, he, he about to go into orbit. PCP. <laughs> I got some for that. He trying to get wet. PCP. <laughs> he got to get wet as a motherfucker. I know you like to get wet, though. <laughs> <laughs> Nah. PCP, Sherm, Pito. That's what you had. <laughs> Look at Brody. Brody can't wait to get wet. You, you're already wet right now. Your seat soaked. Sherm, PCP. All right. So I guess I guess I'll get, get it started. Shit. Get cracking. Welcome back to the main satellite. I am. Welcome back. To Marcus, aka the Black Panther, Logan, the Black Skull. I'm <laughs> <laughs> from Goldsboro, North Carolina, the city of gold. Now I reside in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I'm here with my brothers to bring you another wonderful episode of this intriguing podcast. We'll Amen. take a moment to let everyone introduce themselves and let y'all know what's on the agenda for tonight. My name is Brody Thornton. I was born in Goldsboro, North Carolina. I currently reside in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And once again, I'm happy to be a part of the main satellite. We're going to get it done. I am yours truly, the Alpha Executive. <laughs> uh, I am from North Carolina, hailing from the western part, known as Morganton. <laughs> All right. Or, or, or better known as Motown, Motizzle. <laughs> so uh, currently residing in the Piedmont area. Um, this buttery golden voice you hear at the moment is none other than the Alpha Executive. I'm glad to be here tonight. Yeah, this is your boy Jason or Jason Song, Jay Groove. We in here. Hey, I'm you know down here in, in the country, Tuscaloosa, by way of San Diego, California, hanging out with my brothers today, ready to get into some intellectual conversation. Yeah, you know who it is. It's Wayne, aka Big Dub. Carolina Bray, ATL Fair, and we up in here, main satellite. Let's go. Hell yeah. Before we get started, y'all, I want to pose a question to you, dear listener, and to my brothers on the panel. Just something real quick to get you perked up in the wheels and your mind turning. If your life or someone else's life and your family depended on it, could you complete five miles? within 60 minutes to save yourself or them? Mm -hmm. If you're able-bodied mm. and you're around our age or younger and there was hesitation in your response or you said no, mm. you need to get your ass in the gym. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh -oh. Just let that percolate through your mind for a minute. And then when you're done, follow us on Instagram. Uh -oh. YouTube at the main satellite. You hear me? 
That's right. It's main body <laughs> and spirit. You know what I'm saying? All yeah, three yeah. got to be got to be right in sight. You know what I'm saying? But could y'all? There you go. Could y'all? Twelve do minute miles, baby. Twelve could minute you? miles. Oh yeah. You, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You could, could do it. The, oh. the, the alpha executive. You, you could do it. Five miles within sixty minutes. Averaging twelve minute miles. Yeah, I can knock that out. It would take some work, but I would knock it out. I would have to push. <laughs> they grew. Yeah, yeah, that's on the line. You said your life? Yeah. We're gonna die. Yeah, that's that's some dog. big stakes. <laughs> we're gonna die. We're gonna die because we can't run an hour. Oh, we're not stopping, baby. We pushing. We pushing 12 minute miles, man. You Brody? gotta average that. Brody? Yeah, I could. I did it today. Mm-hmm. I'm out that's every right. day, every single day, man. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I could. Who, who did it? Who did something something today? Something. Brody did. Mm-hmm. I yeah, did. I got out there. Dub did. Big dub out there. Next level. What about you two? I got to admit, I haven't done anything today. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm lacking in that area. I'm slipping. Mm. I wasted 24 hours and, and not being in the gym. I got to put in some work. So uh, You made time to get them gummy bears, though. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's my nutrients right there. My, my fuel. <laughs> Jay Green. Um, yeah, but my metabolism is pumping, though. I can, I can handle that. I got out, too. What you do today, Jay Groove? Hey, you know what I've been doing, man. I got this bag in the in the garage, and I got this rope. Mm-hmm. I go up there in the back, and I just, you know, I skip, man. I just be skipping. I be out there getting my rocky on, man. Oh, he's out there serious about it, man. So I'm yeah, the only one man. out here slipping, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> keep your feet moving, baby. Keep I'm the only one moving. out here looking like a porker right now. I got to step it up, man. You can do it. You didn't. You've done it before. Several yep. times, many times before. So you definitely do it, man. Yep. Walk around outside. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I probably, I probably logged about, about eight to 10 miles a day, walking in and out of accounts and stuff, in and out of uh, customers. And when, when you're working, that don't, that don't count. <laughs> That's work. Let Terrence, how often do you, um, I know you take your dog, you, take, you and your family take your dog to the dog park. Is that like a track? Uh, the dog park you, uh, you guys visit on a regular basis? Yeah, there's an area you can walk and some other stuff you can do out there. But, you know, we're in the gym a lot. So my son, you know, he trains. So we in the, I'm in the gym a lot. Oh, okay. All right. I'm going to, you know, whether I'm out there throwing the ball or getting a little activity. But to your point, uh, last time I did a half marathon was with uh, my man, uh, Tamarcus, man. Mm-hmm. I've logged two of them so far, two halves. That's 13.1 miles. Come on now. Talk to me. <laughs> okay. Talk to me. I did two, two, two half marathons. Mm-hmm. One at Biltmore State. Not One yeah, of them was six man. and a half miles straight up. Mm. Count them up. Okay. Six and a half miles straight up. Six and a half miles down. That's thirteen, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very important. Very important in our age, men, uh, black men in particular, and our age group. Uh, we need to be aware of what it is we are and aren't doing for sure, definitely, because heart disease is a real thing. Um, high blood pressure is a real thing, and yep. uh, obesity is a very real thing, and we've all done it. And if we're not doing it consistently, then we can at least give have a go at doing it somewhat consistently. You know, <clears throat> very important. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And you know, if you if you black, you know, you already genetically predisposed to have those certain types of health conditions anyway. So you 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 already fighting the uphill battle just just because of that melatonin. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, <clears throat> it's definitely uh something you really got to take care of and really really got to stick stick to. Yeah. I like to think of it as not necessarily being genetically predisposed. It's just okay. Uh, what we do over here in America, 
the diet over here in America. That's, mm-hmm. that's not for us. You know, we we need to get back to eating eating clean. That's right. So how about heretically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the what, what, what was that again? Heretically, based off your <laughs> heritage, <laughs> Terrence. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah yeah but Being still uh, that, i still i still think that the nutrition comes into play like over here in america everything is uh, packed with salt and sugar um preservative over, oversaturated mm-hmm. yeah fats trans yeah. fats yeah yeah and artificial uh, artificial flavors and colors yeah that's that's, that's yeah. a problem for us yeah and, and us coming from uh you know lower socioeconomic statuses um those are the cheaper foods. You know, those you know are the it's ones funny. It's easy to get our hands on. Yeah, sorry. It's funny people say that. There's actually a food desert in Greensboro, North Carolina. So, New- Greensboro, North Carolina, if you Google it and Google food desert, I never knew what a food desert was. Mm-hmm. The food desert is when there's a lack of fresh produce and the inability to access fresh produce within a certain mile radius. And there's an area in Greensboro, North Carolina, believe it or not, they're ranked among the, among the list in the country in like mm-hmm. the top 10. Mm-hmm. Where it was a food desert where people didn't have access to free fresh produce. Mm. I had no idea. And so we always talk about it's too expensive, but be perfectly honest with you, man. Whole foods, there's some there's some things in there that's comparable to some of the stuff that we currently eat that we don't, you know, we don't think about. Whole foods, fresh market. I mean, it seems more expensive, but it's not. Yeah. And also uh, it might be a little bit more expensive up front, but it's better to pay for it up front put it in your body and let it work then you being at the end of the line and you having to pay for these fucking medical bills from those uh, right diseases and so what you're like saying that. the extra cost is really you paying to lower your health bills mm-hmm. or if you or if you've got excuse me i'm sorry or if you've got the time energy the space um and just a little money. Uh, I have a very good friend. His name is Toby, who has been growing his own fruit, his own fresh fruit, fresh vegetables, you name it, um, in his backyard garden for the last five or six, seven, eight, nine, ten years. And what he can't grow, he will barter with his neighbor. He will trade with his neighbor. What he can grow, he will. They will have a trade off. So cool. it is very possible, and it's something that he. Do, I mean, he does the whole Magelli. He'll freeze. He'll plant. Uh. Uh harvest freeze the seeds uh he does the whole mcginley he's been doing it for a while and he is one of the healthiest people i've ever known in my life and so it's something that he had to invest time and energy into and a little money but he's been doing it for a very long time now and it's like it's it's a, it's a great turnover it's like clockwork for him so if you don't want to spend loads of money on fresh fruits and vegetables you can spend it as mark was saying at the beginning to establish your own garden or you can contribute to what we all know i'm sure we all know we've heard of community gardens and things like that um and it's, it's possible. It's, it's definitely possible. And it's not super duper expensive in the long term either. You just have to be willing to get it started and put your time, effort, most of all, your, your attention and energy into doing it. It's very possible. Sometimes it's tough, you know, when, you, when you're working and you don't prepare that meal the day before to find healthy options. It's almost mm-hmm. like it's, it's, it's cheaper to, to, to eat for a heart attack than it is to go out and find a salad. You understand what I'm saying? It's like you be you know, you out, it's, it's cheaper to get a hamburger. It's cheaper mm-hmm. to get a, a fried fish sandwich. It's, it's cheaper to get a chicken sandwich. You understand? It's just, as far as food options, I mean, I mean what do y'all do? I mean, when you out, you on the run, and you on the road, you travel a lot. You know, what are you doing as far as, you know, trying to get healthy, you know, food options? 
I'll be honest, the, probably the fat, the healthiest fast food restaurant that I've seen on the road is PDQ. And the first one I ever saw was in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And what it is, is you can order a salad through the drive-through and you can order chicken strips to go with it. But these are actually breaded. Um, you can get grilled as well, but you can actually order a salad through the drive-through, get it and go and eat it on the go. So that's one of the only com companies that I've seen or fast food restaurants, I guess you would say fast food, where you can actually order a salad in the drive-through. Correct me if I'm wrong, if there's another one out there, but I mean, of course you can get a Wendy salad or like, you know, from the other companies, but this is a quality, high quality salad. I mean, you can tell, I mean, you got some, some romaine in there. You've got a little mixed greens you can put in. So there, there's options out there, but the challenge is really knowing where to find it. And if you're not accustomed to it, um, if you are accustomed to, uh, fat field, sugar field, uh, foods. There's also something to be said for developing a taste for salads and things like that. Some of us uh, are so accustomed to just having meat and fat and sugar with every meal. It, it's just in every meal uh, that we can't we can't fathom having it be a regular thing to take in fresh fruits and vegetables and things like that. So there's also the taste that you need to redevelop for it in some cases. Yeah. depending on what you're accustomed to eating or what you're accustomed to getting on the go, or even when you're not on the go. I think a lot of it has to do with how we grew, how we were grown, you know, raised up as children as well. Um, sometimes we were raised in an environment where we didn't have a lot. So we had to, you know, put bread with a lot of stuff to make it stretch. Like, I don't know if you've ever asked your grandmother why she uses um, bread in her meatloaf, but it actually helps it stretch, go further. There's no nutritious reason why she's using bread in her meatloaf, but only to help it go further feed more people mm -hmm. well the, when bread crumbs uh help to hold the meat together better for that loaf mm -hmm. um but it does it does uh um make you fuller also so yeah it mm -hmm. serves a double serves a double purpose like so, uh, turkey y'all like turkey ground turkey turkey bird mm -hmm. mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, like, maybe like healthier no. alternatives. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, no, I agree with it. Yeah, I just it's, turkey can be good. I enjoy uh, uh, roast turkey, baked turkey, and things like that. But the burgers, I just I can't. I don't want to eat it like that. I want to have beef as burgers. But I understand why people do it. I just don't fancy. Right, like spaghetti and pasta dishes. Yeah, yeah. like try the uh, the squash or the whole grain pastas. <laughs> yeah those are actually good though believe it or not yeah I've, I, yeah i've had that before it's better than what i thought it would be actually mm -hmm. have you ever have you ever tried substituting uh cauliflower yes yeah. yes instead of like you mean like instead of potatoes mashed potatoes right. and things like that yeah I have, right. I have yeah it's good too i think blaze Oop. even makes a pizza crust out of cauliflower yeah you do pizza yeah, we, crust, we, queso yeah. uh yep. cauliflower uh wings i've had yeah i've had it all i've had cauliflower wings are good mm -hmm. I'm sorry, God. cauliflower wings. What what is that? I've never heard of that before. It's like like chicken wings. They they bread them up, even though that 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 kind of defeats the purpose if they bread them up and then fry them. But they bread them up, <laughs> fry them, and uh you know, put wing sauce on it so it tastes like chicken wings. And it's pretty good then. Yeah. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Right. It's very good, actually. Okay. Meat alternatives. Yeah, yeah. We have a restaurant in Greensboro called the Boba House. And it's a, it's a vegan restaurant. 
and um, or vegetarian restaurants. You can get like meat substitutes. So basically, you can order beef, but it's really soy, and um, it tastes really good. Believe it or not, mm. it, it, they season it, of course, that to a point where probably to to Mark's point. I mean, you defeat the purpose with so much seasoning and, and sodium content, but it, it definitely is a good flavor. Yeah. Some years it, ago, it'll cut, it'll cut down on the saturated fats, definitely. Right. But yeah, yeah, but yeah. Some years ago, I went to a uh, a funeral. A buddy of mine um, died quite suddenly, and I went to a funeral. And his entire he was a Jehovah's Witness or a um, Seventh Day Adventist. His entire family it was a family uh, completely made of uh, com- composed of uh, uh, Seventh Day Adventists. So we went to we, uh, when I went to the um, the repast after the the service. Uh, we went into the, the dining hall at the church or the kingdom hall or whatever they call it. And uh, they were serving uh, cube steak and they were serving the potatoes and, and, and cake and all sorts of really good things. And I remember eating, I, I must've had two or three plates. I really enjoyed it. And there was so much food that was left over that they were telling people to make your own place up and they come home. So I made like two plates and I, I brought them home. Uh, the next morning I got up and I warmed one of these plates up in the microwave and I began to eat the steak and the potatoes and, and every other thing that was there. And it tasted weird to me. It tasted weird. It just, it didn't taste right. Um, tasted great when it was hot. I called uh, my buddy's sister and asked him, what did they do with the food? Because she was one of the people who helped prepare it. And she said it was all vegan based. That was soy that I was eating. Mm. And I didn't mm. realize just how, when it was hot, it was so good. I didn't know, it tasted almost exactly the same as you know, I, I didn't, for all I knew, it was it was meat. It was only when I had to reheat it that I discovered that it was all. She said, brother, you didn't know that it was all soy. I said, I had no idea. She said, did you enjoy it? I said, yeah, I enjoyed it then when it was nice, hot, and fresh. But when I had to rewarm it, it wasn't so good. So it is, it is possible. It is very possible to eat healthily and have it be uh, uh, enjoyable. And for those things that aren't enjoyable, uh, there are some things that can be an acquired taste, but you can learn to like. When I was a kid, I hated broccoli. When I was a kid, I, I despised it. My brothers and I went out of our way to, to dispose of it without mama finding out about it. I didn't like cauliflower. I didn't like rutabagas. I didn't like a lot of those things. But as, uh, but as I've gotten older, I've learned to, you know, it's an acquired taste. If you, you, can, you can prepare it whatever way you want to prepare it. The way that um, we have broccoli, it was just what I discovered when I got older is it was a little bit too, too soft. So I like when I, when I make broccoli now, I steam it. When I make cauliflower now, I steam it. Put a little olive oil in there. So a yeah. little salt, a little pepper. You know what I'm saying? And you can make a medley. And it's, it's, it's just absolutely awesome. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the acquired tastes or the taste that we could acquire, we don't know it because we've never given it a chance. But mm-hmm. it helps. It really does help. And it's, those things are, of course, extremely healthy for you. Well, I, I'll say, Jay, uh, you were asking about like uh, solutions for being on the go. I know for me, um, I'm a uh, pack your lunch type of guy. So, <laughs> you know, I mean it's it's with me already i keep it on me you know what i mean so you know that you know whether it's you know i get a i know everybody's not a, a seafood fan but you know i can get me a, a pack of tuna and just eat that with a fork you know what i'm saying that's that's not a straight protein you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. no fat no fried no nothing no no grease none of that you know what i'm saying and um you know you know we always well most of us i feel like we were always raised to believe I ain't even talking about as black man. I'm just talking about as Americans, period. You know what I'm saying? Like every meal gotta have meat. You know what I mean? <laughs> like every meal don't have to have meat, man. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, for breakfast, I might 
I might um eat me some fruit or 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 drink me some protein and then lunch I just eat some fruit you know what I'm saying eat a couple of apples eat a eat a carrot or two wash it down with some water and I'm good you know what I mean like I don't have to you know devour be a a carnivore 24 seven, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, yeah. you, cause I, I did, I was thinking about it one day and you know how people, you know how people eat wings and stuff. They'd be like, yeah, let me get a 20 piece. Let me get a 10 piece. And I was like, damn, 20 piece, damn. 20 piece wings. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like 10 piece wings. Okay. So technically, you know, four chickens had to die. So you could just have this mm. one meal. You know what I'm saying? Like when you, when you look at it, it's kind of like, damn, we some greedy motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Like we just, our our level of excess has become so saturated with just being uh, uh, engorged with <laughs> taking it to the most. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. yeah. it's okay. It's okay not to not to finish your plate. That is that is cool. If you are yeah. full, stop eating. Like your your stomach can expand. You know what I mean? So or, or, you can't be like, well, I can I could pack some more in there. So let, <laughs> let me let me let me eat this third burger. Like, nah, eat you eat you one meat if you're gonna eat meat and make the rest some vegetables, make it green, make it some yeah. fruit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, see, that's where I'm different though. To your point, I don't I don't see the point in wasting the food, but I also <laughs> don't see I, but let me explain to you what I mean. I don't see the point in getting more than you need to eat. And so if you think about your stomach, and Mark probably can attest to this, the size of your stomach is actually the size of your fist. So when you look at your plate, if your portion size is larger than the size of your fist, you, you're greedy, you're pretty greedy. You, you're being very greedy. In other words- Yeah, but at the same time, if you got a quarter pounder, are you gonna only eat half of it and throw it away because you full? No. Or you gonna I'm eat not. the whole burger? Exactly, but your stomach, you don't need that. Right, I, I you agree, need I agree. It. I you agree. just want it. So you're gonna be right. like, let me finish this burger. So I'm gonna let tell you what you can this. do. Let me so I'm gonna tell you what you What's can that? do. Instead, instead of eating both pieces of bread, do an open-faced burger. First time I ever heard of an open-faced burger, I was on business with some colleagues, and a guy said, Let me get my sandwich open face. I didn't really understand what he was talking about. Basically, all it means is take the top bun off. Mm-hmm. So you you still, I mean, you still got the meat, you still got the part of the bread, but it's too much. Let's be honest. Like when you got a whole a full-size brioche bun. It's too much bread, man. You don't need that, that many carbs in your body. And then we talk about portion size. I'm going to tell you the worst meal that people eat is spaghetti. Because when they eat spaghetti, they have no idea how to ration out that portion size. When they pull out that, when they pull out the spaghetti, it's just a plate and it heaps up and it keeps heaping it. And they pour the sauce on it. And my question is, if your portion size should be equivalent to the size of your fist and you got this much spaghetti on your plate, Come on, man. Come on. How, how much do you need? How much do you need? Be honest. How many mashed, how many mashed potatoes do you need? How much rice do you need? How much, you know, think about it. Pasta is the worst one in my opinion. Bread sticks. How many bread sticks do you really need to eat from Olive Garden? <laughs> Unlimited. <laughs> Unlimited salad and breads. Come on now. Well, that's what Let me get another. Can I get another basket of rolls, please? <laughs> <laughs> I love cheddar, cheddar biscuits. Yeah. That's, that's me. I'll, I'll, I'll pile it up, man. But you ever got that spaghetti squash? Somebody put me onto that spaghetti squash. You throw it's it good, in the too. Oven and yep. You can thread it. Once you bake it about 40 minutes on 350, get you a fork. Mm-hmm. It's, just like, it's just like pasta noodles, man. You make mm-hmm. it just like you do the spaghetti. It's and good, too. It. it is, man. It is. Yeah. And you don't feel so weighted down and bloated. 
like you do when you eat a big meal filled with carbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's definitely an area I could be better at is focusing on what I'm eating and putting on putting in my body. I think I think sometimes in my mind, I think I'm 20 years old again. I could eat anything and just go to sleep on it. But now my metabolism slowing down and I'm teeter totter around around the same amount of, you know, same weight and it doesn't go off like it used to. Like I used to could work out for a week and lose 10 pounds. Now it's like it just lingers mm-hmm. and lingers and lingers. Not that I feel like I'm completely overweight. It's just I'm carrying heavier weight. My mass are more dense. I don't feel nimble. I don't feel shifty. I feel like I'm a lot more weighted. You know what I mean? Oh, that's where, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to have uh, times we overindulge. Um, so that's where physical activity comes into play. You have to have a, a, a balance. You know, like there gonna be times where you eat more right. than what you should, or eat, you know, a greasy bacon cheeseburger. But you gotta have some kind of balance. You gotta have some physical activity in your life, also. You gotta yeah. go, you. You gotta go, you. Yeah, you gotta get off. Get up your off ass. your ass. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you better. And the thing is, is uh, what it is that I was speaking of earlier uh, um, about this very same thing. If you can make it a habit, like one of the things that's uh, really helped me, and this is not for everyone. I know it's not. It's not for everyone who's hearing this, and certainly not for everyone here. But uh, like Karen was saying a moment ago, it's just it's it was it got a little bit harder to uh, engage in regular uh, 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 strenuous physical activity. And I am a walker. I'm a person who pretty much walks everywhere I go if I can help it. So I never had a problem with being uh, inactive. That that just was never going to happen. But the thing that helped me become even more active or physically active in a way that I was when I was in my late twenties, uh, even into my mid thirties was getting a dog. She has to be walked every day. She has to be played with every day. Um, she needs exercise. So that's helped me. That's helped me. And I know it's not for everybody. I'm just speaking of something that's helped me out. Um, it keeps me consistent and it keeps me accountable because I need to, I'm responsible for her, for her health and her uh, activity level and, and her being able to just enjoy a, a certain quality of life so that worked for me you know i mean that's a good outlet though so i'm glad you brought that up because you know uh i i think that's kind of the the mantra of the majority of pet owners you know what i'm saying they they help keep them youthful you know what i mean mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. definitely on point with that yeah yeah i think i think it also has to do with i think it's a perfect segue into mental health i think that's something that we really take you know we take for granted we don't realize how important it is. I mean, for me, honestly, when I'm traveling on business, a couple nights away from home for per week gives me opportunity to recalibrate and hit the reset button, not only for myself, but my, for my family as well. You know, if I'm not able to, you know, just be completely overwhelmed with work and family and, and like you mentioned before, the lack of consistent activity and working mm-hmm. out and, and because you got to do something to get your blood, blood going, you got to get some, do some cardio mm-hmm. and being away from home gives me a chance to, you know, if I'm gonna get in there and do something, you know, walk or maybe go to a store and get some, you know, browse, whatever, however minor it is, it's still better than just being stagnant and stationary at home. Yeah. And so, and it also gives me a chance to just have a second, a release from, from all the mental uh, stresses around me. And, and it's good for both, both people. You know, my wife needs to do the same. I mean, when she travels on vacation, it's good for her as well. She works out though. She works out daily. So and also releases endorphins, which is healthy for your body. So we haven't even talked about that part. But the mental, the mental aspect is the piece that I think we really fail to realize. And if you think about how we grew up, how often did you see your mom and dad actually working out? 
Never. Push, pushing some dumbbells. <laughs> yeah. Laying, laying on a bench. Never, Never, right? A gym membership? Nah. Treadmill? Running in the neighborhood? Well, my mama walked. My mama walked. Mama did walk, yeah. Yeah, my mom Reg- walked as well. On yeah. like a regular basis. So yeah. I yeah, I give you that. I, I remember my mom walking around like she would take us <laughs> to the little track or whatever and yeah. go do some laps and stuff. I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah, my mom walked, but I mean as far as like consistent- I thought you meant like me me envisioning my mom in a in a full, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <Leotard. laughs> like, yeah, like a full, like a um like a John Travolta's uh Jane Fonda set, you know what I'm saying? It's oh, <laughs> just out there getting it in. Like, no, nah, I don't remember that. But yeah, <laughs> I do remember her um going down to the, you know what I'm saying? You know how the little high schools and stuff have tracks and stuff. Mm-hmm. I yeah. do remember her being like, let's go to the track today. And then she'd go out there and walk around. And um, yeah. but you know, I was thinking when Mark uh was talking about, you know, the overindulgence, you know, that's that's really that's the key thing, because you know. Um, exercise is really kind of like a um, a modern uh, modern world concept for the most part. You know what I mean? Like third world countries, communities, they don't they don't have gyms because they don't overindulge. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not like they can't. It's not like they can't find a way to work out. I mean, yeah, they you know uh, as far as like the Olympics are concerned, yeah, they do train certain sports, but it's just kind of like a, a common practice for everybody to try to stay fit. Nah, not, not when your, your diet maintains of, you know, nothing but, um, uh, clean, clean protein and, and, and vitamins type thing. And grains, you know and grains. Yeah. When your, when your diet on a consistent basis, you know what I'm saying? You don't even, you never really understood the concept of deep frying. You know, you, you really don't need the the gym membership. It's kind of like, what? Well, I'm pretty sure some of those people, well, I would have to look that up. I'm gonna look that up actually. Cause I, I would think that some of those countries that are, are slightly um, uh, less uh, elaborate with being excessive, um, pretty sure that their average population is is below what their um recommended you know bmi is you know what i'm saying like you don't see too many obese severely obese especially men in some of those type of countries you know what i mean because their diet kind of well, depends it, it depends on the culture just, though i was gonna say it's also worth i'm okay. sorry go ahead Terrence. go ahead Terrence. I, I was just gonna say it depends on the culture though because like in africa if you're a little bit overweight or a little larger, you're seen as um, wealthy. You're seen as um, royal, royalty, or you must be connected to some type of, um, uh, like an heir to a, a throne or some type of lineage connected to royalty, because they see right. that as as wealth. But but exactly to your point, in other countries, like for example in China, if you're overweight at all, that's looked down upon. I mean, it's heavily regulated. Other countries, I think it's a Western thing, and I think. Western culture thing. And part of the reason why you mentioned it, I think we hit the nail on the head. We have so much excess, excess money, excess resources. And then also we found ways to manipulate the resources we have to stretch them and to make them grow faster. So other countries aren't uh, rapid uh, regenerating growing chickens as fast as we are. I mean, I've actually heard of, of a situation where they actually grew a chicken with no head. They grew a chicken. They grew a chicken with only the parts that we eat. So basically, they were able to develop a live chicken and grow this chicken in a way that the breast was fuller, the wings were fuller, and it didn't even have 
you know, other didn't even have a head. I mean, it was basically designed to be reproduced and mass produced. I bet so, that shit was good as hell too. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't eat chicken heads. You know what I'm saying? Give me, give me breasts. Give me wings. You know what I mean? Give me that bread. Hey, I need that breast, man. The breast always yes. full, bro. I need that. I want, I want that chicken. That should, if if that chicken was human, it would be a prime candidate for breast reduction surgery. You know what I'm saying? Like that's <laughs> that's the chicken I, I want. Also, like I also think I also think it's worth mentioning, y'all crazy. I also think it's worth mentioning that some of these second and third world countries, um, what it is you spoke of a moment ago, Terrence, in terms of uh, uh, aiming at physical fitness and the way that we view it is not a thing because they actually have to work hard, a lot of them, for a living. So the food that they're eating, they had, it was hard scrabble. They had to really put their backs into it. You have entire families uh, that are, that are uh, immersed and the work of generations to feed the family, to feed the community, X, Y, and Z. So what, what they do produce, um, on top of them not being all that fond, the average person not being all that fond of just engaging in extreme largesse, uh, they are working off what it is that they're putting on. It's, it's, it's hard won, whatever success or uh, food security they have in a lot of these second and third world countries. So this is the reason Great. why you don't, well, just one of the reasons why you don't see a lot of morbidly obese people or even obese people in uh, certain sorts of uh, countries. They're too busy working. Uh, I, I, I so, agree. That, so that's their physical fitness. That's their gym. That's their thing. They don't think about it. You know, they're trying to keep meat on their bones. I'm opposed to, I'm opposed to questions to the, I'm opposed to questions to the group real quick. Are you a boneless wing? Or a bone, a bone, a bone winning <laughs> wing type of person. There's no such thing as bone. Hold, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, well, let's get to that in the next segment because we got uh, on the other side. Wait, wait, wait. What are we going? What are we going to meet on the at? other side? But I want to say, I want to say something before we we cut out on this one. Um, on the flip side of what 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 Brody just mentioned, you know, a lot of people in other countries are working. That's their physical activity. Some other countries also. Uh, aren't like America where we're work to the fucking bone. We work a lot of fucking hours. We don't have uh, a lot of time. A, a lot Agreed. of us don't have time to go to the gym or go outside and do some kind of physical activity. A lot of people don't have gym membership. Agree. So you just got to find uh, time and it's not, it's not super hard. You can find time. You could, you could uh, do small things that'll, uh, clean up your diet a little bit, you know, start with, uh, if you're drinking juice and soda and stuff, start diluting those things with water. With water, and, yeah. And, yeah, start diluting them and then like you could progress to just drinking water. Yes, water. And I guarantee yep. if you're trying to lose weight and trying to then go and lower your blood sugar and all that stuff, if you're cutting out sodas and juice and stuff like that, you'll... satellite all right good night bro. Bro. all right take it easy bro. Bro. all right all right